Hey kids, it is me, your dude, I see Roblox, and we're back another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. We're going to find out what's going on over at TV50 Studios. We're going to open up a Motu and some cards. It's going to be great, dude, but until we until we get to all that, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. OKIC Robot, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC Robot. When we left off, IC Robots was talking with local news legend Ed Bebout about the zombie outbreak and the potential cure. Let me get this straight. You poured tab cola on a food cube and it melted, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically what happened is uh, one of the cats in my house like knocked over this tab I was going to drink and it, it fell on the food cube and the food cube like completely disintegrated. I, 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 I think that if we can find some way to get the, the tab into the zombies, it might, might disintegrate what's inside of them and turn them back to normal. Well, it's something, but I don't know if it's all that you say it is, but we don't have a lot else right now, so let's get you into makeup. Makeup? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, okay, I've never, yeah, I've never worn stage makeup, but, uh, yeah, 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 okay, sure. We can get you on the air within the hour. Are you comfortable with that? It's a little scary to be on television. I think it would be best coming from you, though. Uh, yeah, I, I've never been on TV or anything, but, yeah, okay, I, yeah, I think, I, I think I can do it. Okay, then, let's get you into the chair. Hey, do you mind if I drink the rest of that tap? I haven't had any in forever. It reminds me of being a young news anchor back in the swinging 60s when good was good and bad was better. There were a lot of key parties in Santa Rosa and all the swingers would drink tab to let you know you were hit. Uh, yeah, you can, you can have a sip, but we really, like, I don't know, we gotta, we gotta, like, keep a hold of this, dude. This might be the only thing that, that we have to defend against these zombies if somehow they, they, they make it through the wall or the door or whatever. Sure. One small sip. Oh, that's good. Just one more sip, okay? I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. It's so good. Ed, dude, that was the last of the tab. What are we gonna do now, man? What if, like, what if, like, these zombies break through the wall or something? They're right there on the other side, dude. Oh, no. You are right. They are coming in. Every man for himself. Run. Return to Earth. Let's open a pack of weird trading cards. Check in. Reservation from McAllister? To the best Christmas movie ever. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. I don't think so. Your drawers. There could be girls on this floor. <laughs> Ready PG. Now playing at theaters everywhere. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> hey, this is me, I see robots, and we are back right now in front of me. Like right in front of my face as we speak is a pack of Home Alone 2 trading cards. Before we get too far into this, I do have to say 
Home Alone 2 or Home Alone 1. They're not necessarily my movies, but I know that, like, a lot of you guys out there feel very, very strongly about it. And I do appreciate that. They just, they came out after I was already, like, out of high school, you know, so I didn't, like, grow up on these or anything. But I, I dig it, man. You guys really love this movie, and it is, it is fun. I have seen it. This, this is the first set of Home Alone trading cards. The, the first movie... While I can't imagine why, they didn't predict the success that it had, so they didn't come out with a set of cards. Home Alone 2 is, in fact, the rookie set for a lot of these characters. I I think going in, the very best card in the set is going to be Home Alone card number one. It features both of the Wet Bandits and Kevin McAllister on it, so it's the rookie card of all the main characters right there in one. This set came out from, is it Tops? Yes, it is in fact Tops. It's a 66 card set. Not the biggest of all the card sets we've ever seen, but it is what it is. Man, this movie though, it really like, it really speaks to people. And I appreciate that. I think it's the whole, just like the idea of like, being home alone and fighting off the bandits all by yourself. As a kid, we all have these fantasies. Of course, Kevin in the movie was left alone by mistake. But our parents would, like, leave us alone from time to time. We've all been through that. And the first few times it happens, you're really, like, on guard just for any sort of weird thing that could come afoot. I do myself remember leaving booby traps when I was a young kid. When I was, when I was like, a young spread, I'd have to pick up my bro from school. I'd walk by his school, pick him up, and then walk home to our house, where in which we'd wait a few hours for my mom to get home from work. We'd do homework, hang out and stuff. But there were a lot of times I would lay, like, little booby traps around the house, just in case. I remember I had one where this is, like, the level of booby traps I'm talking about. I'm, the Kevin McAllister stuff isn't, isn't as realistic as, like, the things I would do. I would lay the vacuum cleaner by the door. I would lay it by the door, and my feeling was like, if a bandit walks in, he's going to come in, not expect it. The walkway was dark, and I would imagine the bandit would come through, trip on the thing, then we'd beat him up. That was one of my big ones. I also did that gimmick where I would, like, put a bunch of cans on a rope. I would, like, get a piece of string and attach some cans to it and hope that, like, if they opened the door, I would hear the cans. I don't know, man. I wasn't, like, I wasn't a Kevin McAllister-level genius when it came to booby traps, but I did, I did, in fact, try. Let's... Let's pop this pack open. This one isn't sort of a, uh, it's like plastic, not wax. I myself prefer the wax. I, I, I like the feel of the pack. There's a, there's a price tag for 79 cents on the back. Let's break into this. There are eight glossy cards and one sticker. The, the wrapper kind of rips, so we're just going to toss that in there. The first one we get is the sticker, and the sticker for this is an image of the Statue of Liberty with uh, both hands on her cheeks doing the... Oh my gosh, thing. That's that's a cool one. And on the back, there's like a puzzle. I kind of dig that. If you get the whole set, you can um, you can put together the puzzle. The first card in the package is card number 51, Climb Kevin Climb. With Harry and Marv right behind him, Kevin escapes the roof by climbing down a rope. But where is he leading the robbers? And you see him climbing out of uh, the window on a rope. And then we have one... The old blowtorch trick. That's a good one. This is card 46. Harry's been exploring the apartment, pulling strings to turn on lights as he walks along. But when he enters the bathroom, the string he pulls lights a blowtorch as well as the light bulb. That's that's a good booby trap right there with a blowtorch. And then we have card number 27, which is uh, the follow-up 
to the last card we saw, 47 rather, and you can see his head is on fire. That looks, that looks really dangerous. Big shout out to you, Joe Pesci, for getting your, your beanie hat. Set aflame. Let's see what that says. The blowtorch in the bathroom lights Harry's hat on fire, and there's no water running in the apartment. Finally, he sticks his head into the toilet, not realizing that Kevin has filled it with paint thinner. Man, this guy's a maniac. What a lunatic. Then we got card number 37, Snoogans Escape into Central Park. Kevin leaves Harry and Marv behind and heads into Central Park. Instead of chasing him, though, Harry and Marv decide to leave him in the park. He's alone, Harry says. Grown men go in there and don't get out alive. But Kevin is smarter than they think. Is Central Park that dangerous? Do people go in there and they just die? I, I can't imagine. But then we have card number 19. This one says, Did we forget something? Oh, no. It's Kevin's parents on the plane, and they, they have that look like... We forgot something. Is that, um, is that the lady from Beetlejuice? I think it is. Kevin's mother can't help thinking they forgot something important. We brought everything, his father assures her. Everything but Kevin, that is. The next card in the set, number 62, Silent Night. And it's an image of a bunch of people sleeping in a room. It says, while Kevin and his mother are reunited, the rest of the McAllister family sleeps. Exciting. What a thrilling card. The next one is the second to last card, card number 53. It's called Dopes on a rope. Harry and Marv were climbing down but soaked in kerosene. This guy's a lunatic. Harry and Marv leap down into a scaffolding which collapses, covering them in sticky varnish. Wow. That's, uh, that's whack. Then we got card number 49. So we didn't get the, we didn't get the rookie cards that we wanted, but that is, that's okay. Come and get me. Kevin stands at the top of the stairs waiting for Harry and Marv to finally get near him. As usual, Kevin is ready to knock out the two Silly goons. I don't know what to do with these cards. I honestly don't really want to. I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to toss them here into the good old can. But it's fine, man. We'll get recycled. It'll be great. But I am going to keep the Home Alone sticker. If you're ever listening to one of these episodes and you feel like you would want the cards, reach out to me. Because a lot of times I just got them sitting on my desk for like weeks and weeks and weeks. So if you feel like you would want these cards, excluding the awesome rookies, of course. If you want the commons, reach out to your boy at Robots on the tweets or facebook.com backslash icrobots or icrobots at icrobots.com on the email or whatever. This was, this was okay. It could have been more fun. If we would have got one of the more fun cards, we would have had a better time. But still, we got to spend time together. We got to have some friendly, nice family time. And that's always, that's always good. Charge This week in Japanese League Baseball. The season may be over, but the news rolls on. Let's take a quick look at an off-season acquisition by the NTB champion, Yakult Swallows. The Swallows have acquired veteran righty AJ Cole from the Toronto Blue Jays. Baseball legend AJ a one-year deal worth a supposed $840,000 a year. Not having enough money. Cole had signed a minor league free agent deal with the Blue Jays back in November of 2019. He was an effective arm for the team during the COVID-shortened 2020 season. He was once again brought back in 2021. Before being plagued by neck tightness and an oblique strain, he wound up pitching only 20 innings the entire year. So it was no surprise to anyone when he took the big bag of money and signed. 
with the champion Swallows. That has been this week in Japanese League Baseball. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. There's only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants. Only one man with the power to seize control of the tri-solar galaxy. No matter what it takes. Only the most powerful man in the universe, E-Man. This is the Mo2 Minute with the man who sold Kaldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. I was over at the Honey Hole, the Honey Hole thrift store I talked about on uh, the last episode, and there is a Target in the general vicinity of that store, which is, you know, much like everywhere else in the world. But there's a Target over there, and I dipped in, and I found a He-Man figure that I wanted and did not have already. It's a guy that goes by the name of Mosquitoor. He is the evil energy-draining insectoid. Mosquitoor is like a dude I never, not never had back in the old days. He's a later release figure, and... I'd kind of moved on to, like, G.I. Joes and stuff. So a lot of these guys are dudes I've never, ever even seen before. But he's he's pretty dope, man. He is a deluxe figure set. This this Target by the Honey Hole is the best place I've found so far for getting Motus. This is where I got... This is where I got the Hordak. When I was there, I saw Clamp Champ. These guys are becoming more, more available now. I've seen Clamp Champ and stuff over at the other Target, too. But this was... This was a couple weeks before that. They got that Flocked Panther. Shout out to my guy, Tapes, Tapes from, from the, the Crypt, with that, uh... Flock Panther, but at, at, at any rate, I was able to find Mosquito, and I was pretty stoked. I was pretty excited to get up on him. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. We're gonna find out what's up with Mosquito. Mosquito is a member of the Evil Horde. He was packaged as the evil energy-draining insectoid. He is a cyborg creature with a long, pointed metal head, with a needle on the end of the nose piece, which he injects into his opponents to drain the blood from them. He has a transparent metallic chest through which the blood of his opponent can be seen, filling him up to charge him with energy. I mean, basically, guy is a mosquito monster. I I like this package. I'm looking at it right now. And I just noticed for the first time that this device here is a second head. He has two heads. Very, very cool. Let's, uh... Should we open him first or talk a, let's talk a little bit about the old Mosquito. Mosquito was an old school figure, of course, from the early days, later days of He-Man, rather. And one of the cool things about the original Mosquito, not this one we have right here. The original OG Mosquito is that he has a completely brand new uh, body sculpt. A lot of the Motus would use the same arms, use the same legs, use the same chest. But Mosquito, all brand new, which was one of the nice benefits of being a later series guy. His chest has like this interesting pumping action, which I'm which I'm looking forward to getting into. But this was also the same, the same thing they used in the famous Greg Gory the Bat, the, uh, is it 60s, 70s toy? The, the bat that has the blood-pumping chest. The big, bad vampire bat. He's fearsome. Go past the ball, he's fun. It's like you could see in his organs. And it's like, put your finger in his mouth and you'll see what happens when you squeeze him. But these are rare, you probably can't even find them on eBay. And if you do, they're probably like 80 bucks. Let's pop into this right here. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. I'm gonna rip into this. On the package it says, chest pumps red fluid. Can't say blood, it's a fluid. Um That's like the more technical term. When you're like, you know, in the in the game, you don't really want to say like, oh, you know, they got mucus all over my face. He would say it was a uh, fluid from his nose. Let's get him out here. He has a nice little tray. 
Gonna pull them out. Excuse the cranks. Just gonna pull them right through the band. Incredible strength. I've gotten Mosquito out. Very cool looking figure. He has some accessories. He has a weapon, a gun, which is pretty neat. A zip zap. Here's his spare, his spare head. Gonna get that out. The spare head is more mosquito like. I wonder what the origin of that extra head is. And then there's um there's some kind of like a gooey gooey thing. I don't know what this is about. Let's let's look at the instructions and we will find out. He has removable parts. And that's all it says. I don't know what this part is. Let's um let's do a minimal a bit of on the online research. Oh, okay. I'm looking at a picture of it right here, and this attaches to his face, so it looks like he's spewing like a red, scary goo out of his uh, out of his nostrils. Like we were just talking about a fluid emerging from his nostrils. Very cool. Very uh, very interesting feature. And let's see. You push on the back here. Ew, and you can see the blood pump inside of him like his heart is full of evil fluid let's let's replace the head and we shall see what that one looks like this one is a little more of a natural creature looking one the other one has like some uh, cybernetic elements around the around the nose like a nose spear this one has a more a more uh natural nose spear i'm not sure which one i like i think i kind of like the cybernetic -y looking one a little bit more let's put that on him these come off pretty easy they pop on pretty easy let's put his put his pistol his roto pistol in his hand you know oh it goes in this hand let's see put no his other hand is sealed in a fist so it has to be this one it doesn't it doesn't fit very well that might just be mine I might just have to squeeze it a bit but he's he's pretty cool man because I've never not never had him Back in the olden days, it's like this is absolutely the first time I'm seeing him in, in my eyes. So it's pretty cool. You can pop this blood pretty hard and completely fill up his chest cavity. He has a chest cavity with an opening, and you can see inside, like, blood and bubbles and fluid and grizzly gore. Pretty cool, man. I I do gotta say, let's, um, let's sit him over here out of harm's way, even though there's more of a chance he would harm us. He has a comic with him. It's called The Horde plague and i'm not gonna read it but on the cover you can see that a mosquito is hiding and uh the attorney and crew is about to walk up and he's gonna like he's gonna plunge those nostrils into somebody's neck oh right here i opened it up he's plunging the nostrils right into the back of man at arms in which he will suck his fluid let's um let's see this nose piece is pretty cool but it's so heavy that it definitely pulls his head down it'd be cool if you could like make him somehow point up or directly out. I guess what you would do is you would take this, because the, the bottom part is kind of like a claw. You would take the claw and you would use it and like wrap it around, for example, Man-at-Arms' stupid mustache face. You could make it look like he was squirting blood or pulling blood from his stupid mustache face. Very cool. Very happy. Pretty pleased with him. Let, uh, let's see. I think, um, you know what? I think that's it for, uh, for Motu Talk right now. Let's, uh, move into something else that's fun. <laughs> A look at this week's flea market acquisitions. I went to the flea market and it was pretty fun. Dun, 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 dun. It was actually just like only all right. It was a small little flea market. It wasn't at the normal veterans building location because they were having like 
I don't know, they're having like a Christmas fair or something or whatever. So it was, it was over on Santa Rosa Avenue across from, um, I don't know, this breakfast place or whatever, but it, it was fine. It was maybe like 40 vendors all in all, whereas the other one is like hundreds and hundreds of vendors, but it's fine, man. This is where it was during the whole, um, during the whole like pandemic year, the big year. I realize it's still going on now, but like the big year, this is, this was where they had the, uh, the supplementary flea market that we all went to. So, in some ways, it was kind of like a throwback to the bad old days, but it was still fine. I honestly didn't want to go. When I woke up, it was like freezing cold, dude. It was like 40 degrees in the house, and I'm just like, I would rather stay in the bed with Urza and chill out and just like be relaxed. Here comes Dr. Jones, my dog. But uh, it was it was all good, dude. I, I went through, and I, I didn't find anything like the first go-around. Like, I went all the way around, and seriously, it only takes like takes like 15 minutes to go around it's more like it's more like the size of like a crafts fair like an outdoor crafts fair rather than like a uh a full-on flea market but i went all the way around and then i'm just like you know let's go around again so i went around like one more time and the second time through i actually did find some stuff i dug i dug through a box of magazines i am like a big magazine aficionado i love old magazines and i found I found two. I got Wizard uh, Magazine issue number 49, which is, which is pretty cool because I don't have this one. I'm trying to get like, it's actually sealed. I'm going to bust it open right now because I do intend on reading it. I'm trying to get like a whole entire run of Wizard Magazine, but I want to do it through like the flea market, through like the craft fairs or whatever, not like on the online, even though I do realize when I get like issue number one, I'm probably going to have to get it on eBay, but that's only like 25 bucks, so it's fine. This is issue 49. It came out September 1995. It was bagged. I just opened it. Um, on the cover is the X-Men, of course. At the time, dude, like, the X-Men were, like, the biggest characters in all of comics, which is fascinating to see now that, like, the X-Men are barely, like, a thing anymore. I realize they're still in comics, but as far as, like, the, uh, the greater world pop culture universe, the X-Men are not a thing. But... I imagine when Marvel finally, like, starts producing some X-Men content, they're going to be as big as ever. But I kind of think you got to do it quick. You got to, um, I think you got to try to get one more movie out of you, Jackman, and, uh, Patrick Stewart. Before you move on, I would do some kind of, like, multiverse thing and bring him in. I think that would be a hoot. But I got this. This is fun. I'm going to read it later. Wizard is, like, my favorite magazine of all, all magazines. It really, like, it covered everything that I was into at the time. I will say... I was never as into comics as when Wizard Magazine was out because Wizard would help me find things that I might want to read. And I realized there were comic book websites and I realized all this stuff, but like, it's just not the same. Wizard was like in with the companies and they would get like, they would get like advance notice of cool things on the horizon. So I was always able to like, I was always able to like be informed as far as that. And then I got another magazine and this magazine is sealed too. And I'm going to bust it open because I want to read it. These magazines, like, they don't really have value, so it's not, like, a big deal to open them up. This is a magazine called Heroes Illustrated, and I've never, not, never seen it. I got it from the same guy that I got Wizard from, and this is, like, another, it's another comic book magazine. It looks a lot like a wizard, which is really cool. It has video games and comics. On the cover is, who is this guy? Let's take a look. I am not sure. I, I think he's an image character, or... Maybe something like that. I honestly have no idea. There was like so many characters that were like so extreme at the time. And I was just like reading my Daredevils and reading my stuff like that. My Sergeant Rocks that like 
I didn't I didn't keep up on a lot of these things. But this is a this is a fun looking magazine. This one came out February 1994. It also comes with like a little fold out thing about the uh, extreme heroes of the metaverse. That's that is 1994 as you're gonna get extreme, extreme studios. studios. Extreme heroes to the extreme. Everything back then was to the extreme, and I, I got worn out, man. I'm happy to be back, just like not so extreme. It also came with a card, a card of Harbinger, Harbinger from. Um, oh, this is like an entry form for like a contest. I don't think I'll enter because it was a long time ago. And then I, I was wandering around and I, I found a, a vendor that I normally buy things from, and I got uh, six packs of 1991 Fleer basketball cards. I do intend to open up one of these on the show in one week, but these ones I'm going to set aside for a later date. I might be gifting these to somebody because I know somebody who's a big fan of basketball cards and somebody who's a big fan of opening cards. But uh, there's nobody like really, really great in this set. There's no hotshot rookies. There's nothing like that. It's all, it's all fun. There's of course a Michael Jordan and the Michael Jordan does go for something, excuse me, I gotta get this stuff into the garbage can, and I apologize because that's Bush League stuff, but, you know, it is what it is. My garbage can was about to overflow, and it was bothering me, but, uh, I got these. What was kind of funny about these was, like, the guy I bought them from is a guy who I buy things from from time to time, and he's, he's really weird to me. He really likes my wife, and he doesn't seem to like me because there are, like, countless times I'll go, how much is this? And he goes, oh, that's not for sale. And then I'll like sneakily send the wife over to uh, inquire about it and he'll be like 25 cents or you can just have it. I, I don't I don't know. But uh, I, I had like, I had a bunch of packs. They came from a box that had water damage, but the water damage seemed to be on the surface. Like somebody sat them outside and the, the top layer of the cards got damaged. So I dug, I dug into the box and I was able to find a bunch that had no, no visible damage. And I actually did open one just, just to make sure. But when, when, when I presented them to the homie, I was like, how much are these? And he goes, oh, are these good? And he started, he, he took them and he just started opening them. He opened like two packs right in front of me that I that I had dug out. He's like, anybody good in here? And he's just like digging through them, looking at them. And I'm like, you were so weird, dude. You were so weird. But I got them three for a dollar. We'll open those at some later date. That will be fun. But the the crown jewel of the set is a, is a hat. It's a promotional hat for the uh, Hector Macho Camacho Ray Boom Boom Mancini fight of March 6th, 1989. I am like a gigantic fan of 80s boxing. And this is like one of those cool hats with with like corduroy and it has like a cord across the front, like a braided cord. Remember how hats would have those at a certain period of time. But it's really great. But the problem is it's white. I, I don't really wear a lot of white clothes because I worry about dirt and I worry about stains. And it's just like I don't want to have to walk around and be like, watch out for this. Watch out for that. And if you wear a white hat, it is going to get sweated up because we all have sweat on our forehead no matter what you want to do. And it's just, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. It looks like Hector Macho Camacho won this fight by a 12-round decision. Macho Camacho is a great boxer, dude. I, I saw a documentary on him on Showtime. Shout out to my guy Teen Wundle, the uh, number one fan of Hector Macho Camacho. My guy Teen Wundle, he... uh. He, he listens to the show a lot of time when he's working out. So if you're working out right now, if you're on that treadmill, if you're lifting those weights, homie, keep going. Keep that strength up. I'm here with you right now, buddy. You got it in you to go another 15 minutes on the treadmill. But uh, it's a cool hat, man. I, I have like, I have a stuffed elf, like a stuffed elf figure over on my couch. And I um I put the hat on, on elf and he, he enjoys wearing it. But it's really cool. It's 
It's like a really hard to find item, I would imagine, because who would keep these things? This fight was so long ago. It was like 30 years ago, dude. I was happy to find it. The guy who sold it was really happy to sell it to me. He'd been sitting there all morning and no one showed any interest in his hat. And I was like, oh my gosh, Macho Camacho, Boom Boom Mancini. This is a, uh, I almost said Boom Boom Camini. For those in the know, Boom Boom Camini was a uh, Northern California wrestling legend. Homie was in the APW back in the day. Him, shout out to Vinny Massaro, shout out to Boyce La Grande, shout out to all these guys, these APW legends. But what we're talking about right now is Boom Boom Mancini. And he was uh, like a tough guy, working man sort of boxer. And Hector Macho Camacho was flashy. He was like extravagant over the top. So it was really like Flash versus style. But in this case, Flash won because Macho Camacho is a tremendous boxer. As flashy as he was, dude was a tremendous, tremendous boxer. Then after the flea market, we headed over to the uh, the Honey Hole thrift store I keep talking about. And the the Honey Hole has been discovered by other dudes. I went over there, and when I went in, the first room you see is, like, it's right off to the left. This this building there is, is many rooms, many little rooms, and in the rooms are different types of items. And I went into the, the first room on the left, which is my favorite room where they have audio cassettes. It's a giant room full of audio cassettes, and I was, I was digging in there, and then I saw this homie named Danny, who I know from the flea market circuit, and Danny likes the exact same things I liked. And I was, I was kind of, like, huddled over in the corner, and I was wearing a mask, as we have to do in Sonoma County. I'm wearing my mask, and I had, like, a ski cap on, and I'm over in the corner. He didn't notice me, but I noticed him. And we picked side by side for, like, a good ten minutes, and he left with a giant box of tapes that I may have wanted. So, the honey hole has been discovered. When I went to the room with the records, there was another flea market guy that I know in there, and I was just like, bleh. It's over. It's whack. What are you going to do? But the guy gets so much merchandise. This homie known as the cowboy gets so much merchandise that it's like... You just got to be at the right place at the right time, and the honey hole will again be the honey hole. But uh, that's it for flea market finds. Let's, uh, I don't know, let's move forward. I'm here at one with nature, clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. This is World's Famous with your host, PC Robots. Yes, indeed it is. This is World's Famous with your host, I see robots. I actually hit the trails the other day. I actually went out there and convened with nature, became one with the outdoors. It's been, it's been quite a while. Like, I walk around the neighborhood quite a bit. I'll walk around the block, walk over to the creek, do stuff like that, walk the dog, you know, get my exercise. But, like, I haven't been out into the deep woods in a while. It's because the gyms have opened up again, and we can go to the gym. We got into, we got into trail walking when everything was closed, and this was, like, a safe safe way to exercise and stuff, but now that we can go back there and crank out some sets on the, the good old hack squat machine, this is, this has sort of gone to the wayside, but the other day we, um, didn't have a movie to see one afternoon, and I said, hey, why don't we just go walk around Annadale for a little bit, it was a bit, bit moist in the air, which I, which I like, it was kind of foggy, and it was a little cold, and I said, let's go, let's go walk around out there, so we, we headed up over by the Vietnam Veterans Trail, and we went all the way through up into this one trail that led us to a lake, which was really cool, because I've never, I've never made it out there as far as the lake. It's like maybe like four miles in and like four miles out, and it was, it was like a pretty fun accomplishment. I've never made it all the way out there, and the lake itself was very pretty, but I got, uh, I got a bit winded, which was a, a little sad to me, because, you know, I've been trying to 
trying to stay in shape. But, you know, like hiking uphill shape and uh, pumping out bench press shape are totally different things. But I made it, dude. I made it to the top. I made it to the lake. We sat out there and we talked to some ducks. There were some random uh, geese out there, which was, which was pretty cool. And it was a cold, foggy morning. And you could see all the way across, there was just like this layer of haze on the lake. And it was just very, very pretty. If you have any... If you have any nice hiking around, it's always cool to go for like a winter hike, a cold weather hike. One, one advantage of the cold weather hike is that you don't sweat as much, which I always like. Because usually we go on summer hikes and it's like 155 degrees out and I, I melt. But uh, this was, this was cool, convened with nature, saw a deer, saw a series of squirrels, saw a turkey. Didn't see as many turkeys as I could have, but it's post-Thanksgiving, so I... I know not if people are out there sniping wild turkeys in Annadale State Park. I hope not, but it is, it is a possibility, I suppose. But we had a, we had a really good time doing that. That was really cool. Go out there, convene with nature, work on your fitness, go for a walk, try to go for a walk every day this week, unless, of course, you're like snowed in or whatever. I don't know what, I don't know what it's like where you are. It's wet, it's rainy here, which is cool, and you can still get some walks in some hikes in. If you're able, go do so. Go out. Try to try to make yourself into a trash buster. Pick up three, at least three pieces of trash on each walk. Preferably plastic. Go for the plastic if you see it. The aluminum, these things are recyclable. The paper gets kind of the third priority because it can kind of, it'll kind of just get squished away by any kind of water that it meets. But, you know, it's unsightly. So pick up some of that if you see it. At least three. Walk every day. Have a good time. You also want to hop on over to supportthereport.com. I've been doing a new weekly patrons-only show called At The Movies where I start off. I review a movie that I've seen that week, and then I, I move into a bit of movie news, and I talk about uh, working at the movie theater back in the day. I share a lot of theater memories. Eventually, I'm going to move into video store memories when the theater memories are expunged, or maybe I'll just mix them in along the way, but I... I talk about some of the cool characters I knew back in the uh, days of the UA6 game. And that's always cool, man. I like to look back and I like to examine those times. I talk about Siskel and Ebert watching that. I talk about just the experience of going to the movies. Times I've gone to the movies. I, I'm like a film fanatic, honestly. I'm realizing that this is like... This is like a very important part of my life. Going to the movies, seeing movies, talking about movies with the wife. We both love movies. We talk about movies all the time. I'm not even kidding. Like, most of the time, if we're not talking about something, like, directly related to our lives, like, oh, we have to go, we gotta go flip the uh, garden beds, or we gotta go do the dishes, or we're talking about, like, day-to-day -day stuff. We're talking about the movies. It's really, it's really a driving force. So hop on over to supportthereport.com. That's our Patreon. You can check out our new show, At The Movies. It's a lot of fun. I think it's cool. I'm enjoying doing it. It's a little more off the cuff. I'm a little more laid back. So check that out. If you're already a Patreon and you're not checking it out, check it out. It's really great. It's not just like a movie review. It's an actual factual show with a lot of stuff in it. It's been going like 30 minutes. This next one might even be like 40 minutes because I got a, got a lot on my mind that I got to get off. So uh, at any rate, we are going to uh, head for the hills. This is our two-week holiday break where we take a little break between Christmas and New Year's because these times are too, too full of uh, Christmas cheer and joy and love for the world, but, uh, you guys will be fine. It'll be great. Uh, I'm still probably going to do at the movies, because I'm still going to be going to the movies. So, that's another reason to join Patreon. If you want more shows while I'm taking time off, go over there. You can hear at the movies every week. I'm sure I'll talk about other stuff unrelated to the movies, because I won't be doing this. But, uh, at, at any rate, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. 
Hope you have a happy holiday. Hope uh, your new year is fun. Stay safe, most of all. We're still at the point where it's very important to stay safe more than it is to uh, put yourself out there. So stay safe, but still have fun. And uh, until we meet again, if you don't like the news, go out there and make some money. All right, um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. a mystery. Some people listen, then say we're whack. But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack. Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip. The whole world sees you as a hypocrite. Live out the first law and make yourself preservation. If the show doesn't help you, change the station. If you don't want peace in the world, love, peace, and happiness in an endless world. If all you want to do is keep the whole world back, you're the one that's whack. And we're world's, world's, world's famous. Y'all slick blow. That's right. I feel robots radio is a listener supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. Incredible strength I've got. Oh, wow.